Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. For it. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. No matter where in the world you are, it's the one and only V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live with my main man, CJ, a.k.a. El Cuco, working the airwaves, making sure this broadcast is coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean. We have a, a very special guest to you today. We have the one and only Sasha Hoder. And if you don't know who Hi. Sasha Hoder if you don't know who Thanks, Sasha Hatter is, she's good friends with our friend Tatiana Moroz, and uh, she works in everything blockchain. Sasha's an attorney at the World Block Legal, where she's focused on fintech sector. She began her work in the virtual currency arena in 2014 and helps clients navigate the cumbersome regulations surrounding cryptocurrencies. She's also the host of the Hodelcast podcast. Uh, Sasha is uh, starting a career. She's a Series 7 licensed trader with TD Ameritrade. And yeah. uh, she gained ground-level perspectives on the equities market, the intricacies of global economics, and she spent a number of years working as Vice President of Sales for NEI Investments, Canada's leader in socially responsible investing. With that being said, Sasha, welcome aboard. Hi, great to be here. Thank you. Well, it's exciting having you. Uh, I guess you know what are you up to? Tell us all the all the all the things that you got your hands uh, that you're into, and and how you got how you, what what brought you into this? What what got you attracted to cryptocurrencies, blockchain, uh, the amazing changes that are happening on? I mean, it really is a revolution, huh? I initially got involved. Well, I. So I was working in banking through the whole 2008 crisis and just got really kind of disgusted with the industry. Not I disgusted might be a little harsh of a word, you, but you can be it, honest. It could be either harsh or it could be a very bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't able to yeah. really make any changes there or um, whatnot. And I I just kind of got sick of. I was on a sales side, like I was working in sales for a mutual fund company, and I I was good at sales, but I had no control over what the actual fund managers were investing in and then so I'd be a lot of the time just talking about to people saying oh just keep holding your investment it's going to go up over time but not knowing for it would or not so um, so I thought maybe moving into the legal side would give me a little, and I was traveling all the time too and I got really sick of that so I thought oh, it might be nice just to sit in an office have the clients come to me and um, you know maybe be able to make more of a impact helping them in whatever the situation is um, and uh, I'm from Canada and I was working in Manitoba and Saskatchewan and then also in the eastern uh, four provinces traveling all the time and I just I, I was dying to get near some palm trees so Florida and hopefully going to be able to stay here. But uh, but then how I got into crypto, sorry, that was kind of a long answer. But uh, <laughs> I, I heard it about it first on Joe Rogan's podcast when he had Andreas Antonopoulos on and yeah. thought it sounded amazing. And then I thought I could use Bitcoin to transfer money between Canada 
Canada and America. It was really cool with student loans, um, trying to get the money from the Canadian banks into the American banks. And uh, at the time, it wasn't set up. Like, it, I, I couldn't do it for that. Like, Canada banks didn't link up to side. So uh, I started working for an ATM company. Like, I just put an ad out for freelance work. And this guy, Eric Grill, contacted me from Coin Outlet. And I started working as his compliance officer or sort of just, you know, it was a whatever needed to get done kind of thing um, as, as that company was growing. So got to learn all about the, you know, state by state money transmission rules. And and there was another employee there who has become a really good friend, Adela Toulon. And so she kind of helped me get more ingrained into the community. She actually introduced me to Tatiana as well. So kind of all has moved from there. There you go. That's awesome. Now, your current firm that, you get, that you're working with, uh, you, you said you help companies. Can you describe for us, especially you know, we, in our audience, we have a lot of people that are getting into crypto, some people who are starting crypto companies on their own. Uh, when you say you help companies, how do you go about helping them? Go for it. Well, it depends what each company is doing. Um, it's a small firm, like there's just three attorneys that are working there. So, uh, and we have three law clerks. So six of us in total now, which has grown, you know, we just started the firm in February and already it's expanding quickly. But, uh, and our website is, we need to add the new people on there. But uh, when, depending on the project, like uh, we'll do, a lot of time it's uh, forming their company, helping them draft their white paper if they're doing um, either whether they're starting a new coin, if they're going to mine it or do an ICO or even just drafting contracts for advisor agreements um, or working, you know, whatever kind of contracts they need. If it's like an ATM company and they need to put the uh, machines in certain locations, I'll draft those. And then on the compliance side, I've, I've found quite a need in writing AML policies for people. So I've been writing that and um, registering them with FinCEN or for the money transmission licenses as needed. Um, and kind of whatever just comes up with each person. Absolutely. Sasha, let me ask you this. What's your current take and outlook on all the regulations that are ahead as it relates to this industry? Um, I think it's, I, I wish there were just no regulations, but if there weren't, I probably wouldn't have a job either, but, uh, <laughs> it sucks for all these companies because that, you know, it, it's really hindering what they can do. And I'm seeing a lot of people like I'm becoming, a, 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 I'm, I'm registering a lot of people in Nevis or Estonia for their companies yeah. rather than doing it. Oh, but Wyoming has been great. Um, that That's an, a state that we're really exploring being able to do a utility token there. And they've got this thing where you can start a company and let other people, it's almost like getting e-residency in Wyoming so they can invest in the utility uh, token without going through all the accredited investor stuff. So um, we're walking through those steps right now, actually working a little, we're about to start um, discussions with Caitlin Long on the best approach to do that for one of my projects. So I'm excited to see if that if we can make that work. It'll be it'll be really good. But uh, but yeah, I think all the ICOs are pretty much other than that. I'm treating them already as if they're under the securities laws. So doing Regulation D and Regulation S. Um, I'm not messing with just doing a regular utility token anywhere except Wyoming. 
and even on the international side, like I'm making my clients follow the full regulation S rules, which requires a one year lock um, there too. So it's, it's not fun for the ICO side. Yeah. And it's funny you should mention Wyoming. Yeah. Well, our, some of our projects, we uh, decided to go with uh, Wyoming because of that. They're, they're more crypto friendly. Yeah. It's one of those states. I, I think as, uh, as things, you know, move forward, I think more and more, entrepreneurs will start realizing hey you know they want to go to a place where they're where they're treated best and treated fairly and you're right i mean the, you got some stifling uh, regulations and or the fear of stifling regulations and what happens it's like gershom's law but for cryptos it's going to go where you know money goes where it's treated well and uh you know i'm i have a background uh somewhat uh in offshoring i used to offshore a lot of my clients uh for banking needs and things of that sort back in the days and it's getting very difficult, even with the laws like FATCA. Now we're worrying about how FATCA is going to be uh, is going to be applied for cryptocurrencies, and what a hassle! What a hassle! <laughs> yeah, we're considering what Bitcoin was started for. It's uh, you know, it's become a big a big mess around it when it was supposed to be just something easy that goes you know unregulated, basically. And and I guess if we had left the market alone with just Bitcoin, it probably would still be under the radar. But this past year or two years with all the excitement of these alternative um, coins. And I mean, a lot of people I know that I'm, I'm in Telegram a lot with a lot of these Bitcoin maximalists. And, uh, you know, they say everything that's not Bitcoin is a complete scam. And, uh, you know, I kind of see I like... I see their point, but I also see that there's a lot of good economic growth that's been spurred by all of this development too. So, um, you know, I'm just excited to see where it all goes, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, your podcast, your shows, how can fans learn about it? And, uh, and how did you get into the, the whole podcasting app? I mean, the, the, the whole podcast. Uh, well, it's just kind of an experiment for me, I guess. Uh, you know, there's, there's some good information out there on the laws, but a lot of times, you know, a new a new t a new client will come in, and I have to start research from scratch on whatever their whatever their question is. Thought I would try and you know either by writing blogs and then making podcasts about it, I would learn a deeper level of understanding myself as I was going and maybe help other people that are you know coming up trying to learn the stuff as well. So that was kind of the goal of it. Um, I, I, I'm not great at speaking like, or I, you know, I find I stutter on them or it's, it, I get nervous when I'm doing them. Don't right. be nervous. It's just us. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I was listening to the one with Tatiana and she's just, you know, so graceful and eloquent the way she speaks. So, uh, I guess, you know, only practice makes perfect. So maybe in a year or two of doing them, I'll get better. But Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just, just you know, your best practice is just come on shows like this and just like random, you know, just rapid fire right, right off the, you know, shoot from the hip, you know. <laughs> yeah. Great way to 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 shake things off. <laughs> I mean, this will go out to our network of three point two to four million people. So that's, that's oh, great! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be nervous. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> that's awesome. So let me ask you this: a future of cryptocurrencies. What are some of the exciting projects that you can talk about, or some of the things that are on the horizon that you're really excited about? Maybe some coins. Maybe it's a project. Maybe it's a token, like or or a technology or a company. What, what's what's on your radar? 
Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of exciting things that I, I get introduced to every day. But one thing I'm seeing is a big hole in the industry that trying to kind of fill is escrow services for big transactions. So for people trying to enter the market um, globally, there's not an easy way to get in and buy or sell. Um, so I've been trying to help a few people with these big transactions and it just it's taking a long time and going nowhere because the buyers and the sellers won't come together and trust each other even enough to give their KYC information out. So I think, um, you know, some kind of trusted escrow service for that. And I know there's a few out there, but uh, I think that's one area that really needs development. And then from a technology perspective, um, you know, one of my, I don't want to say I have favorites in my clients or anything, but I have this group that, uh, that I really like the project. They're doing artificial intelligence with uh, medical imaging and it's two doctors from California. So as soon as anyone would think, um, you know, ICO or scam, if they take one look at these two individuals who are like esteemed, um, professors at, I think it's UCLA, or it's a university, a very well-known university in California, and both well-spoken and, um, you know, professionals in the radiology field. And so I really like working with them and seeing what can happen with their project. And after reading the white paper a couple months ago, um, I think they're going to be able to really revolutionize the medical industry across the board in terms of adding a lot of cost savings like people can upload their images say they had a brain scan um, and it doesn't show everything then they can put it through this deep neural learning network and it shows far more um, just the image shows anything in there than what currently exists in the typical industry and normally one of these pictures costs $50 or more for each hospital use and when they use the artificial intelligence it costs only like one or two cents so things like that when you hear about it, it's like okay this is you know it's exciting that's awesome what's your take on all the some of the, on some some of the fud the fear the uncertainty the doubt uh, that's going on out there what's your opinion um duations or Say again? Do you mean in terms of regulations or just uh, no, you know? Just general everything with the with the entire industry. I mean, if if it's a like that disgusting rumor, I think it was a I think it was a Wall Street Journal. We uh, me and the guys talked about it about about two hours ago. Um, the Wall Street Journal actually put out last week. <laughs> Say again? The one about Ethereum. Yeah, there were the that the CFTC and SEC are going to have a meeting and blah 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 blah. That that just I mean that's just one example. I mean the the yeah. the, the the fear in general and uh, others are thinking that the crypto ride is over and you know people are just waiting for Bitcoin to go to thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> that's not happening. They're just yeah. all upset. What's your take? What's your message to the masses? I think buy and hold Bitcoin and uh, just wait it out, but don't spend more than you can afford. Like I, I would encourage the same way that we used to encourage in the mutual fund industry, you know, dollar cost averaging, put some in every two weeks. That's what I'm doing on Coinbase. But then as soon as you put it on Coinbase, move it off Coinbase because uh, for tax purposes, if you want to 
I mean, you're supposed to pay tax on all of it, but Coinbase for sure is going to have to report it. So if you buy it and sell it immediately into some anonymous wallet, then there's no Coinbase counts it as a sale there and you're not going to have any capital gain, but then you can hold it and it's safer too if you hold it in your cold storage. Um, so that's, I think that's the best thing people can do right now. I mean, if you want to be uh, like that. ICOs and every turnout, so it's kind of exciting sometimes if you hit one that gets a giant gain. Um, I know it's not an ICO, but I bought Ravencoin a little while ago and it's up like crazy. Like uh, I bought it for a cent and now it's at eight cents. So oh, wow. things like that. Like, and this silly thing called bitcoins.com. Have you heard of it? Bitcoin? It's a counterparty, but no. it's also. <laughs> A hundred percent, more than a hundred percent. Like I spent eight hundred dollars to buy this thing called a crop. So they they have a good idea of a utility compared to it's not just a trading thing; it's an actual game. It's on the same system where the Tatiana coin was launched, and uh, it's just a Telegram chat group. But uh, but you go in there and they harvest corn for your farm every uh, every quarter, and it's crazy in value. Oh wow, that's that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so Sasha, so if people want to get a hold of you, how, uh, tell us about how they can get contact your work, your company, uh, your, your your public, uh, your social media. How do people get a contact with you, especially with uh, if they, you know, the, again, this is an innovative new industry. People want to get in. People want to get working. People want to create concepts. How do they get a hold of you? Mm-hmm. Um, well on my website there the contact us for the world block legal that uh that'll give an email to our info email and then um both myself and my partner get that and then um also i have my own website like on twitter you can message me or i'm in telegram a lot that's probably one of my main places that i chat with people but uh but my email address also works sasha at worldblocklegal.io Fantastic. Closing comments, Sasha. What's your closing comment? What do you got to say to, to everybody that's listening in, tuning into you? <laughs> Regulations do exist in this space. I don't want to add to the FUD, but I do think it's prudent to uh, be careful when you're doing your ICOs. You can do either the registered crowdfunding. If you're in, if you're in America, you can do the registered crowdfunding. Um, and you can have a limit of a million dollars that you can raise from non-accredited investors. That's one avenue. Another avenue would be to limit it to accredited investors and follow Regulation D506C and Regulation S. And with that option, you have to lock your tokens up for a year and, uh, and make sure you're using accredited investors. Or you can look at that Wyoming uh, utility option by, I think there's the, the best way to learn more about that Wyoming rules is to come in the telegram uh wyoming coalition group and in there caitlin long is in there there's a guy tony rose rob jennings and they're always posting the newest uh the newest kind of regulations and they're very supportive and trying to encourage companies to come to that state uh, and interact with them and use the new laws like put them to the test and um so those are kind of the main avenues i'm going or or going offshore <laughs> But until we get some kind of clarity here, it's uh, it's it's not safe to do an ICO in America without following one of those avenues. I don't think. Very well said. Very well said. 
Shasha, thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you for sharing your work, your expertise, your advice, and your experience with us. Uh, we look forward to having you on again because uh, you're definitely a wellspring of knowledge, especially with keeping up to, uh, up to date on all these regulations uh, and what's going on in the legal thing. You're like uh, the emissary that uh, the conciliary that we need to navigate <laughs> these uh, challenging times that are ahead. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Definitely. Take it away, CJ. Uh, 